Hi, I'm Will Betts. And I'm Chris Barker. Welcome to the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast. In this podcast, we talk to artists, engineers, producers, and industry leaders about the studio they could live with forever. The rules are you can choose a computer, a DAW, and audio interface, and then we let you decide on six other pieces of studio kit, hardware or software, and one other non-gear luxury item. And no bundles. No bundles. <laughs> So, today we're talking to James Rockhill, a.k.a. drum and bass producer and DJ Cove. Getting his break in 2012 with Viper Recordings, Cove went on to sign to Chase and Status MTA Records. Since then, he's entered the UK Top 40 with his own single, remixed huge acts like John Newman, Bastille and Rag and & Bowman, and he continues to release new music and tour the world as a DJ, recently coming back from New Zealand, in fact. Okay, so let's meet Cove then in another episode of Music Tech's My Forever Studio. Cove, welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me down. I guess we should kick off straight away with Mac or PC? Mac. Mac. Long-term Mac user from Logic 7, I think, when it came on six discs. Uh, I think it was about 800 quid back then as well. Um, So, yeah, I mean, not that I'm particularly happy that I'm locked into Mac permanently, because obviously the price keeps on going up and up and up as as it does. Um, But, yeah, I'm stuck on Logic. I know how to use it. I can't use Ableton. have tried, but... Yeah, I don't like it. So we've got Mac and Logic. Yeah. There's your DAW. Right, so next choice, and these are the three free ones before yeah. we go into it, is audio interface. Uh, do you have, remember, these, you can have anything you want here. Um, what would be? <sighs> yeah, I, funnily enough, I don't really tend to use one an awful lot at home. Um, but. What, do you just run off the, the Mac headphone output, do you? Yeah. What? Oh, um, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come I'll come around to why in a mo. Um, but, um. Yeah, but I suppose if I needed to, you know, input... Because I have a little uh, focus right for guitars and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, so, you know what? I'm happy with a small focus right. That does mean... Forever? That does, maybe not forever. Can, it's time to upsell, upsell some dreams. Upsell the dreams. <laughs> upsell some dreams once again on the podcast. Okay, maybe a nice big Motu or something. Yeah. yeah a nice big like. Motu. How, yeah. how big? 24 in. Let's 24 go in? Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, just in case I need that space down the line. I think, yeah. you know, it's all about future-proofing, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. But the focus right has served, well, served yeah. you well. Very well, very well. Cool. And what, what is it that you're using right now? Oh, um... A little red one, Scarlet? Little, little red one. Yeah, so the Scarlet 2i2 or something? Yeah. I'm glad you know my stuff more than I do. <laughs> we know all I the model numbers. bloody love an audio interface, yeah, what can I, I say? I just, I just plug stuff in and it works. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we read Maplin catalogs and... D- d- oh, yeah. R.I.P. Maplin. R.I.P. Maplin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's... Uh, yeah, no more of that bedtime reading. Always the, the <laughs> nicest staff on the planet, Maplin. Yeah. Yeah, always. Yeah. I miss that shop. I need an adapter. Okay, that's eight ninety nine, sir. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but it was the only place you could get it from. True. Yeah, many a DJs lost that little gold adapter and had to run to uh, Maplin. Yeah, it's the only place. In it their is, hotel searching place. for nearest Maplin to buy that eight quid gold adapter. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got the audio interface, we've got the door, and uh, we've got a Mac. So yep. Logic, the Motu, mm-hmm. and a Mac. And now we have to look at the studio vibe. The vibe. The vibe. That, that's an expansive term. I'm originally from the, the sticks out in the country. Mm-hmm. So I think going back there and having an old barn conversion with lots of natural light and beams and wood and, you know, I'm a really, I, I like that sort of organic feeling. Um, you know, and I've, I've never really liked sort of being in, studios without any natural light and having that feeling of you know being lost in time and no idea what's going on i think it's so nice and important to have all that vitamin d and all that natural stuff coming down towards you um 
and also being able to look out into the world rather than just being fixated on the screen. Do you find, uh, obviously, being a DJ as well and in, in a scene that you know is, is heavy on the parties? Yeah. Um, do you find that being remote is quite good for not being distracted as well? Do you do you find yourself ever right now getting pulled into like, oh, there's a. Well, I do like that sort of remoteness, and it is nice. And it's sort of, I think it's just because it's what I'm used to, sort of having grown up, and was also quite a, a lot of why I got into doing this because I never had any problem spending a lot of time by myself, sort of you know working from home every day. That doesn't phase me at all, um, and also not being close to anything, and sort of not having your mates down the road or anything meant you really didn't have anything else to do apart from sit there and fill around on the computer all day. Mm. So I wouldn't mind going back to that at all. So what was your first, first entry point to that then? Like, um, you know, how did you get, say, like an £800 copy of Logic or did you have a... Just, I mean, essentially just through begging and begging my parents until they gave in. Because we had, um, must have been 2003 or even earlier when that first Mac Mini came out, which was the mm-hmm. tiny sort of little, the one, you yeah. know, the little box. Mm-hmm. And that had GarageBand on it. And the one where it was, I think it's one of the first iterations of Apple Loops where you could drag everything in it with a tempo match and all that. Mm-hmm. So I just got fixated of sitting up in the office, just dragging this and dragging this. And it was at that time when I was sort of going to pursue a musical education in a, a proper formal way. And it was either go down the guitar route, which was my main instrument from about the age of eight, mm-hmm. or this newfangled thing that I got into and so I just got fixated on that, dropped the guitar, and was like, right, I want to do this. And they said, okay, if you want to do that, we'll get you this, but you have to put all your effort into it. Mm. Um, yeah. And you did. And I did. <laughs> and you were. <laughs> yeah, ended up at Guildhall and then got kicked out after a year, so that went well. Oh. <laughs> what, two, two drum and bassy? But I just didn't turn up to an uh, okay. <laughs> no, that'll do that'll And I was a real kicker with the university, because all your mates tell you that you don't really have to do anything in first year, but I don't think that applies to music school. No, <laughs> no, I didn't find that. No. Yeah. Shame. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> and uh, so, barn conversions. So inside the barn, are we talking like that kind of same country, wooden aesthetic? Yeah, rustic. Yeah. Just get some big rugs knocking about. Yeah. Just, yeah, candles, a lot of sort of wrought iron. I love wrought iron. Big fan of that. I mean, this doesn't really sound like the most sort of soundproof place in the planet, but... Sounds like there's going to be a lot of resonating sides. Yeah. But, mm. as someone that rarely uses monitors it sort of wouldn't affect me too much wow we're getting some insights here like (laughs) no audio interface no monitors monitors. maybe well is this going to be one of the savings so like obviously almost everybody on the podcast is their first as we move into your first Mm. item Mm. is picking some monitors but yeah well mine would be i suppose the equivalent of that and picking the audis lcd threes or whatever their latest headphone line is at the time but lcd3 is what i use at the moment and what so, i trust and so first item you're going for headphones not yeah. monitors yeah controversial it's controversial, controversial and original <laughs> so tell us about like you know if you grew up in the countryside um you i would think you would be used to blasting it yeah. out with yeah that was sort of the noise thing was was never a problem and then and you would think yeah i would start on monitors and i did i did start on monitors but there was just something i found hard to use and then you just sort of start writing at home and you'd be sitting downstairs or whatever and you'd just be plugging in headphones and I just got I got so used to that over time that now anything to do with reverb or stereo image I can trust 
implicitly because I know it's a slightly odd thing to say because often, you know, people say you can't trust things like stereo image on, on headphones, but yeah. I've become so used to that process and through analyzers and things like that, becoming used to how things should look and sound. Mm -hmm. and, and I guess you're listening, used to, to you're listening to everybody else's yeah. tracks and other through, tracks. Through the same sort of reference thing. And I found a combination of um, the Audis. Is it Odyssey? Or it's Odyssey, they call it. Odyssey. Because it's an American, yeah. Ard right. Odyssey. Ah, okay. Oh, I've so, learned something new today. I've been yeah. saying it wrong for years. Staying quiet on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I found a combination of them and using the Sonarworks headphone plugin. Oh, reference. Yeah, yeah reference. Mm. Um, combination of those two have worked really well and given me good results. But I have started writing recently on the Neurophones which, if people don't know, are the all-singing, all-dancing, adaptive hearing headphones. Um, because also an integral part of what I do is using a sub-pack for getting those sort of bass frequencies and things Hang like that. Hang on, though, because you're yeah, listing so I'm much I'm listing gear. items okay, now. But yeah, you've got to I'm be, listing items. This is interesting, though, because the, the, the drums in your productions, they really hit hard. And I was going to ask about like how... How are you making sure that the air moves in the right way if you're listening on headphones? So I, that's a combination of um, using analyzers mm. and just over time sort of, you know, if, if you're using a transient for a snare, I'm always just going to be using that transient because I know it works and then build the rest of a snare around that. Also layering up. Yeah. Um, but using things like, I mean, I find that the uh, the spectrum analyzer in, in Logic is just fantastic for working on drums and shows you exactly where stuff needs to be hitting. Hmm. Um, again, it's just sort of one of those things that I've become so used to over time. But the sub-pack, this will link into one item. <laughs> um, the sub-pack has, you know, it's super useful, especially for drum and bass, of giving you an idea of, of where those notes are hitting. So, so for those that don't know, the sub-pack, I mean, have you got the one that sits on your chair or you yeah. have the vest one? So it's, it's, it's wearable base, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's a subwoofer that sits, can sit in a backpack configuration or just sat behind you on your chair um, and <laughs> wobbles as much as you want depending on, on what frequencies you're putting through it. Um, and do you find it to be accurate? Because that's one of the things that, that there have been people saying in... in you know, it's a lot of forum mm. talk, but like, um, that should be another section, by the way, forum talk. <laughs> forum talk, yeah. This forum is going to be all in the forum talk, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go in those forums. I'll cry. Um, how accurate do you find, uh, do you find it as for, for base referencing? Very useful in terms of, of, of levels of notes, especially if you're not if you're making a bass that isn't just using a pure sign as mm. its as its main fundamental. Mm. Um, so if you're like you know if you're creating like a big warpy bass, quite often those can be you know up and down depending on the note of of what it's hitting mm. or anything like that. So with the sub pack, that can give you a lot of of information of of where it's hitting and if it's hitting right, mm. essentially. So item number one down as yeah. the as the headphones. Odyssey. Mm. And just to be clear, you're not allowed sonar works. That's gonna be another yeah, thing. Yeah. That, okay, right. Let's get rid of the no sonar bundles. works. Let's get no rid of bundles. No bundles. Let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of okay, it. Okay, no sonar works. <laughs> so you are definitely going for those headphones over the Nuras. Yeah, well, I mean I was they're they're not coming with me. But I was just gonna mention them yeah. as something that's a good sure. a good almost a replacement for the sub pack because it's got that same sort of okay. bass intensity, but just on your head. 
rather than your ass. So item number one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. On your head rather than your ass. <laughs> Where base should be. I think I put that in the marketing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, number two then. Number two would be for the computer, my first plugin, I think. And which would be Omnisphere or Omnisphere 2. 2.5. Where are we at now? 2.6, I think. The latest the version latest of version. Omnisphere. <laughs> um, I've been a long-term user of, user of Omnisphere. Um, and it's ju- I mean, it's just so powerful. I think it's so deep and so complex that quite often you can just load up a preset and think, all right, that's because I think a lot of people have the preconception that it's just sort of, you know, an organic sampler and, oh, it's got great gamelan sounds or, or great, you know, um, plucked strings or something like that. But you can get so deep to the point of whacking in a bass sound, FMing it, granular synth, it's got a granular synth in it and all this stuff, credible effects section that really, unless you're, you know, making crazy dubstep basses or whatever, it really is all you need. And the sound, the sound samples are are so good. And now it, now I think they've integrated the Trillion library into it. Mm. The bass sounds from that library, are, you know, absolutely incredible. And it's because it's all sample based. It has this really nice thick tone to it that I think, especially in a lot of these new wavetable synths, are missing quite a lot of that warmth. It's that consistent that you get get with samples as well. Where, yeah. you know, you're talking about bass notes popping out and that mm. kind of stuff. You don't get those. You know, like sample start times moving around yeah. along the wave that you have in some of the wavetable ones where, you know, it's dancing around so you're not getting that same impact. If you've got a really nice sample note, yeah, that's that hits the same every single time in terms of phase yeah. and all of those it's, kinds it's, of things. Yeah, it's all been done for you. Yeah. Um I really enjoy manipulating samples. That's that's really fun for me. Um so more than creating a bass and serum, I'll create like a you know, just a fairly basic bass patch and then resample and modulate and stretch and now you can do so many things with the different algorithms in in logic's time stretching abilities even by changing from polyphonic to monophonic you get a crunchier tone or yeah, a smoother tone yeah. and like if you stretch something out cut it out and you can create some really interesting bass tones just through this sort of relatively old school sampling technique um and once it's in audio it's locked you can't fiddle with it anymore so that's a really fun way of working. But with Omnisphere, I, I love atmospheres and background noise. And I feel that that's, if I'm going to start off a track, I won't start with the drums. I'll normally start with a tone or just some sort of washy chord that maybe isn't, you know. Again, ver- quite unusual. This is mm. like, this is really interesting. So rather than it being, say, like, you know, F minor, I'll try and get a chord that's got some other voicings in there and, just something a bit interesting where you can jump off tonally from there. But Omnisphere is great from that because it's got so much of that going on that you can literally leave it running in the background and and come back to it. And then it's only recently that I've really started getting into sort of bass synthesis with it. Or maybe maybe not synthesis, but this sort of resampling idea. And it's endlessly powerful. Hogs your CPU, but it's endlessly powerful. (laughs) (laughs) So are you bouncing to... Are you committing once you... Okay. Yeah, and but felt, maybe you won't need to do that in the Forever Studio because you can. You'll have the the best, the most powerful. Yeah, yeah. all um, the RAM. It won't be a problem. <laughs> all the RAM, the, the latest cheese grater Mac. You yeah. can have. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. was that the thirty gram one or whatever it is? Yeah. Uh, but it's your Forever Studio. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Not even a problem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's going to have, what, 256 gigabytes of RAM or something. Just enough. Just, Just enough. enough. Yeah. Just yeah. enough. <laughs> Item number three. Item three would probably be um, the Rolly Seaboard. Oh, Is this something you have already? This isn't something I have already, but something I've tried and I really want to invest in. Um, Is it the... The standalone instrument, the grand? Yeah. Or, okay. yeah if, if we're doing this properly, yeah. well, let's go whole hog. No, no, no 25 keys. Yeah. Fair enough. In a custom finish. Yeah. In white. Cove branding. In on white. <laughs> in white. No, that would just wow. get so grubby with your fingers rubbing oh, yeah, all it's over a very, it. It's yeah. a very tactile, tactile that's instrument. That's probably why they made it black, actually, because if yeah. it was white. Absolutely it is. It's like, yeah. it's like the old um, Mac keyboards that become oh, so grubby yeah. over time. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, that's not a hot desk you want to sit at, is it? No. <laughs> when you sit at somebody's desk and it's like, oh, what has happened <laughs> what here? What are all these crumbs about? <laughs> yeah. That would always happen on... on my desktop, and you could just see which logic keys I was using all the time. So like the A key was just so filthy over the course of three years. <laughs> just wearing out. Yeah. Yeah. The uh. one yellow key. Ah, anyway. <laughs> uh, so the Rolly Seaboard, yeah. what, what is it exactly about the Seaboard? You... So, um, as I mentioned, I come from a guitar-based background. Mm. Um, so a lot of those sort of playing techniques transfer onto the seaboard in a really interesting way mm. you know light vibrato and things like that mm -hmm. it's a near copy of what you'd be doing with your left hand anyway so that's a really interesting idea and also the way that it's going to be integrating more and more with with instruments that's really exciting i think that sort of gives a lot you know as you said a tactile idea of of because everything is so sort of you know door based at the moment to have something where you can modulate it and physically do it, do it while it's going on, rather than having to, you know, assign a mod wheel or a knob or anything. Is like Omnisphere that. already connected in that, in that kind of? World? It does have MPE. Yeah, it's a yeah. recent update, but yeah, they they put MPE in. Oh, you're convincing me to waste more and more money now. So like, <laughs> you've convinced yourself. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, for again those string instruments and stuff in Omnisphere, yeah. as well as you know, obviously all the the weird and wonderful stuff you could do. It's like getting a much more realistic touch yeah. to that kind, of, and, that kind of thing. you know, sort of having... I've got, I've got a lot of the Spitfire libraries, um, and, you know, the idea of being able to play them with expression just opens mm. up the potential of that sort of thing so much more. And I just think it's a, such an interesting idea that combines the techniques of playing several different instruments really creatively and really interestingly. But you can just sit there and play it like a regular piano if needed. So that's... Just as just as good. And what are your keyboard chops like? Because I know that a lot of keyboardists have trouble translating to the the squidginess. Um, so I think it's not necessarily as close as having like weighted keys, but you know, even within half an hour, it's it felt relatively close to what I'm used to. Mm. So yeah, I think if you're reasonably proficient at a keyboard, then you shouldn't have any problems at all. Mm. So, I mean, in regular day-to-day -day life, you could just have another MIDI keyboard. But obviously in the Forever yeah. Studio, you're probably not going to want to lose an item on another keyboard. So that's going to be your MIDI controller and the whole interface. Yeah, and room. then essentially that will, yeah, that'll be it, won't it? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's, that's your only input yeah. right now. <laughs> but doesn't the, the Grand have sounds as well? It does have sounds, yeah. yeah it's so built-in sounds. Yeah, the big really? one. Yeah. yeah, it's got a sound engine in it. Yeah. All right. Because when they first launched, they didn't obviously have that MPE... Is it technology to inter interface with other devices? As uh, such? It was, yeah, that's that's a good question. I don't think I don't think they. So obviously, the first version had to have its own sounds to really show off 
how you can oh yeah because there were sounds. no other instruments with mpe compatibility yeah, yeah, at that point yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah so um yeah because I've, I've only i've only just played it as a midi controller yeah hooked up right but so now there's really loads of there's ipad apps and loads that can oh you there's, know. yeah there's a whole all, list there's a whole list of them but obviously yeah. you can't have any of those no no <laughs> unless you select them as part of your forever studio he's got omnisphere it's fine yeah yeah that's true that works with it so that's good i mean there's all oh, yeah omnisphere We'll allow it, but that's that's getting dangerously close to a bundle. No, well, Omnisphere. Dangerously no, close. No, is it? No, is, is it an instrument or a sample library? What would you? I'd, I'd consider it an instrument. Okay. Yeah, and we'll, it's, we'll, it's a, we'll, it's a we'll one purchase it. thing. Isn't it, it is a one purchase thing. So, like sample we'll libraries it. don't tend to have like FM or anything like that, really. Yeah, do they? That's true. I think you've you've played this well. <laughs> <laughs> you found a loophole. What's that? Item number three down. Item oh. number four next. Item oh, so number four would probably be another plugin, which would be Gulfos. Which Ooh, yeah. For people has, who don't know, the, like me, the, tell us about it. <laughs> so Gulfos, in my somewhat limited understanding of what it does, is um, an incredibly adaptive dynamic EQ that reacts to something mad like, oh, what is it? It can do 30 EQ changes a second or something. And it has it has four controls in it. Essentially, it's a very simple plugin. It's four controls, which is tame, recover, brightness, and bias. Mm. And used correctly, it is an absolutely incredible bit of kit. And it will clean up, especially mid-range and top end of a mix or individual buses or even individual instruments, clean them up. Like nothing I've ever heard before. And it's so useful. So is it sort of, are you using it when you say cleaning up? What, mm. it, what, what exactly do you mean by that? So I'm using it, um, so say if I've got like a, like a vocal bus mm. and I don't, you, you would essentially be notching anyway. And this is doing that adaptively over time, different frequencies for you. Much, much in a similar way that like Soothe works, for instance. Oh, so it's taking out resonances on the yeah. fly, basically. But also adding frequencies where it feels that they're lacking. But This is where I get a little bit wary when you said where it feels. <laughs> where it feels. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, essentially, you mainly will use it to tame frequencies and then... By using the bias control, you can then bring everything back up so that's interacting. But is it like an AI thing? I mean, I'm looking at it now um, on, on the laptop in front of me. and uh... Well, this is the thing. There's been so much sort of, you know, looking at sort of forum discussions and I don't, they haven't said explicitly how it works. Um, but there has been a lot of forum discussion trying to work out exactly how it works. Mm. And I don't think anyone's sort of knocked it on the head yet. Could it be a team of... of you know, retired sound engineers somewhere well, in a call actually... centre in real time <laughs> listening to people's mixes. Oh, oh God! The, uh, the developers, because uh, I met these guys uh, one time at a show and they they are all academics and this is research they've been working on for, for years. Really? This is really, really complicated stuff mm. um, and no one else has quite wow. that tech. I mean, Soothe is similar in some ways. Yeah, I, um, I feel like Soothe is much more of like a tool like for, you know, Say if you got a really rowdy drum break, mm. I'd go to Soothe rather than Gulfos. Um, so to give it a full shout out, it's mm. Sound Theory Gulfos, G-U-L-L-F-O-S-S. Mm-hmm. Um, for a change, I, I, I feel a bit out of the... I didn't know about this at all. 
So it, so it's it's a, what, a mathematics sort of based company then is that? Uh, no, well, it, they're audio yeah. based, but I mean sound. But theory, behind but it are it, there's some academics. very very yeah. clever um, maths going on. Right, as I understand it, at least. I mean, I mean, it looks like there's lots of clever maths going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even if it is uh, a thousand engineers yeah. in a call center. Yeah. But I mean, it's not that expensive either. 139 pounds, I think it says on on. Uh, but know, I, th- on I think the... it's one of those plugins that, when you first get it, you go mad on. But then if you start using stuff, you know, incrementally, so you're only using it 10 or 20 percent on each bus, mm. then the sum of the parts is is well worth it and you know because obviously you could just turn tame up to 100 or 200 in this case and always the way when you get yeah. like that. <laughs> the oxford inflator yeah <laughs> bit more bit more bit more ruined it <laughs> yeah but the next day is when you go back oh that's, that's ruined it but at the time your ears adjust and then you go bit more yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. bit more <laughs> so yeah that really, yeah that, that really was a plug-in that was that was very applicable to was yeah. inflator um but yeah, if you're sort of using it incrementally and then just a dab on the master. And I found especially it's it's fantastic for that sort of, um, you know, uh, 300 to 600 hertz around there. Cleans that up fantastically. Which is, must be a real problem area for when, you, when you're doing so much sub. In yeah, sub. and like, you know, you don't sort of want that. That's, you know, you want to separate the bass as much as possible, but try and keep, try and keep some warmth and, and roundness there. And that that's, can be often the constant battle. So just to understand what you're using it for then, it's mm. like you're creating better separation between instruments? Yeah. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, so essentially I'm, I'm looking at it as a separation slash cleaning tool. Okay. Um, and a, the, the separation idea for it, I think really that's one of its main intentions is to separate instruments. And it just does it fantastically. So I'm a big proponent and it is on every mix and pretty much every bus nowadays. So yeah. Big fan of it. Definitely. Every day's to... a school day for me. I haven't I need to check this out. It sounds incredible. <laughs> but I think there's you know, there's so much of this adaptive EQing and because i I was quite cynical towards this sort of stuff because mm. the closest I'd really come to sort of any sort of dynamic EQ was was what was in Ozone. Sure. And I'm sure it would just notch the same places everything you put through it and would just react in the same way regardless of the mix. Well, the, the new one is pretty... Clever. Is that Ozone is that 9? 9, yeah. yeah. Right. That's, that's got all sorts of... That's more... Yeah, it's, yeah. Right. The machines are... And yeah, the demos we saw uh, in the US were just like insane. Oh, so yeah. that's... Because often their upgrades have sort of not been massive in the past have this, this has is... got a thing called low end focus in it which is oh, right. um, a similar thing to what you're describing actually yeah um i don't think it's quite the same but yeah yeah we, i mean I, I when spoke to the isotope guys i was like like what you said it's like how do you when you invent stuff like this like gulf force and like some of the, mm. the things in you know the isotope plugins it's like how do you go well, oh my god what are we going to do for the next version it's like how do you even keep progressing but they always come up with new stuff that's better you know what i mean it's like yeah I mean, surely we are going to hit a ceiling soon. I mean, <laughs> what, where you just go auto mix? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's done. Finish your song. Yeah, finish well, the song. But that can surely it. be the only peak point of that. Oh no, no, we'll get Neuralink. Okay. Which is you know the Elon Musk uh, okay. brain fiber, <laughs> where you directly compose, presumably in your sleep, or while uh, tripping on DMT. Yeah, <laughs> but essentially, that's just going to be the same as the song that's in my head right now. 
Yeah. And that will be transmitted. Yeah. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> you got that look. <laughs> if you're into music production, you should also check out Music Tech magazine. In this month's issue, we share 100 tips from the pros on songwriting, production, mixing, recording, and loads more. We also give you our verdict on the Moog Matriarch, two mics from newcomers Austrian Audio, and we also try out the Behringer VC340 vocoder. In our interviews, we talk to up-and-coming house producer Cody Curry about process and ping-pong, we find out about London producer O'Flynn's sampling approach, and we have a stack of tutorials for Logic, Cubase, Live, Reason, and Studio One. You'll find all that and more in this month's issue. Subscribe now at musictech.net. Okay, so that's number four down. So you're very in the box here. Yeah. Very um, in the box. I mean, I, that's just sort of the way I've, way I've got used to things, really. Um, Are you not tempted by the Forever Studio idea of having gigantic monitors and a SSL mixing console, or do you think that'll just? I just it's not I, something I, you want to live I with forever. I think I would probably just use the SSL as a laptop stand, probably. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's, that's on, an honest, honest, an honest answer. Yeah. yeah, and I just I think that that's all fantastic and all well and good, but when you're making music as fast as it has to be made now and, you know, as quickly as release schedules go but, on. But you've and, got forever in this studio. Uh, I need to look more into the future. <laughs> 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 I just, I, I think, st- stick with what you know. Let's, let's not And go. if it's what you enjoy, that's the main yeah. thing. It's like, if you enjoy these, these products and this method of making music, that's what you've got to, like, that's what you've got to stick with forever. So. I suppose if we're thinking about the forever studio, I'd like to... I like to have the option of moving around. So ha- being able to pick up the computer and go and sit on the sofa for a bit in the back of this barn conversion. Mm-hmm. I'm getting really good like planning ideas now for 10 years. Um, <laughs> yeah, and just being able to move around and that sort of thing. I-, I like that. I don't like being chained to the same place and, you know, this is where you can work because yeah. your monitors are yeah, here. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely important as well, yeah. especially like if that's the way you, you know, your creativity flows out of you by you know getting inspired mm. by different locations and different environments and i guess working with other people that would get you yeah and that sort of thing because you know i was i was on like sort of big desktop I, imac but that broke but and that was always difficult for collaboration and stuff like that you so. always look weird in starbucks with one of those <laughs> <don't you>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah but people do <laughs> just loading up my pro tool session here guys <laughs> Putting up the uh, yeah yeah the projectors they don't like those either in coffee <laughs> <They> shops. <laughs> um, right, number five. Number five. Mm. So this was a bit of a toss up for me because I was I was really thinking about whether to go in the box or out of the box. So I was thinking about we're going to need some decent reverb in there, and so I think it may be an original Lexicon four hundred L. That could be a shout, I think. Interesting. Interesting. Will you? Why, why do you say interesting? Will you be bothered <laughs> well, to bounce everything out? And but mind you, you've got the Motu. I guess it's not too bad. Yeah. You, you can duff that. <laughs> so it being the current year. Mm. Uh, oh, have I hit a snag? No, you haven't. You, you, haven't, you haven't hit a snag. No, no, no. So, um, but you you could go for a Brecasti. Ooh. Which is like detail the, the lexicon, but. 
the one that everybody's using now. Yeah, they are insanely good. Ah. It's the one with the kind of um, remote control with like red LED screen. You know what? I, have, I haven't come across one. Upsell your dreams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Brocasti M7. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, you can go lexicon. We mm. can go lexicon if you want. And it is a classic. No doubt a classic. Or... Or... We could upsell you. <laughs> Spend on. 14 grand on that. Okay. I mean, it's like, it's your It's my studio. forever studio. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair point. And you don't, I don't think you're actually paying. Right, okay. So, well, that's handy. But yeah, I mean, something like that, a real outboard reverb unit would be fantastic. Because I do love the sounds of, of, you know, having used that lexicon one before. Mm. Have the, just the sound is incredible. But is there something that you find about alg algorithmic reverbs, especially in, in an external, like having the... It's just, the, it's, the I mean, it's just the sort of... It's just a different, it's a thicker sound. It's, it's just, it, it, it doesn't feel in the box. And whether that's, mm. you know, a psychological thing, because you know that you're running it through it. But um, I use, um, in the box, I use out, outer verb quite a lot. Okay. Um, so that is convolution. That's convolu that convolution, that's convolution yeah. 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 Um, and that's that's got, what are they? Impulse response files, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. I'm going to say yeah. you can still yeah. do impulse responses from hardware in convolution, yeah, yeah. can't you? you can, so, yeah. So that, yeah. that's yeah. got all the, the lexicon ones in that. Um, yeah. but it would be nice to have something out of the box <laughs> and I guess you get like that degree of control as well yeah um, and that tactility if, especially Again, with the lexicon with the sliders with on the it with the sliders yeah. on it yeah, yeah. Um, Cassidy does have a little remote control and a little dial though, it but, does yeah I mean but I do like that white the, 80s thing yeah <laughs> it feels it like looks it's cool, it's like it? Patrick Bateman's remote control doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 good so we'll go for the lexicon. Let's let's go for your original choice. The final The final one. The final sixth item. The final sixth item. I'd love to have a guitar in there. That would be a big thing for me. Yep. But whether that's tech for a studio no, or not, I'm not sure whether that counts. We've had grand pianos on this podcast. Well let's whack a uh, fifty nine Gibson Les Paul in there then. Les Paul, that, that, yeah. go, go be, big or go home. Go big or go home. <laughs> Always been the Les Paul guy. So I've um, I started off with Epiphone Les Pauls, and then I've got quite small hands, so the necks are very thick on them, but they're just the sound of them is beautiful. And I've got um, I've got a PRS at home which I use pretty much for everything. That's my sort of workhorse guitar, mm. um, and then we've got a couple of Fenders as well. Um, all of which, I mean, they don't get used a whole ton, but when I do use them, because I, I, th I think electric guitar is one of the instruments where we're not there yet in terms of emulation and playability through a sample library. And I'm not sure whether this is because of a guitar-based background or not. I'm not sure whether we will ever get to a point where that sounds like someone playing it. I think there are just too many nuances and you know the touch of a, a pick or whatever i always think that the, the point for me as well is i mean i've i've seen incredible realistic emulations of guitar on people playing that's the seaboard that you've yeah, chosen yeah, already yeah. for yeah. instance but once it gets like there's that amazing video of that guy playing the purple rain solo and stuff on mm. the seaboard and it's, mm. it's absolutely phenomenal it's marco parisi I yeah think, is that yeah you know, I'm not dissing on it, but at that point, I'm just like, just, would you not just get a guitar? Get a guitar. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like there's a there's a point where, oh, that sounds like you need to get a session guitarist. Mm. I guess because guitar is your early. That's my sort of early go to. That's sort of 
you sort much. of need that as a way to interface with music. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you still yeah. come up with melodies and ideas? Yeah, and it's it's a different way of coming up with ideas rather than you know playing it on a keyboard or, or mm. whatever. Um, and I think it's something. It's it's a sort of double edged sword because there's not a lot of guitar in dance music because quite often it can sound incredibly cheesy, and because often like people will go down. Well, it's a guitar, it's got to be heavy metal. So you end up with sort of bizarre dubstep crossovers with... You end up with the music that's in every sci-fi movie of the 80s when they yeah. go to a nightclub in America. Yeah. <laughs> People <laughs> dancing in cages and it's like Robocop walks just, in. Just every, it's like, da, 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 with a breakbeat behind it. Scoop mid, chorus on. Yeah. It's what, what, what a lot of the, uh, the American Hollywood market seemed to think that was happening in like German clubs in the 90s yeah where it was, it was, all industrial yeah and the people in cages as well yeah. like, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> or it can go disco of course yeah true oh, that's can true. go disco i mean yeah, i suppose that's actually sorry that's um one of the those sort of like sample libraries are quite good with the sort of disco you know yeah all the carnal rogersy stuff so how, yeah, how, yeah. T- tell us an example of where you you've used a guitar or one of the tracks or remixes you've used it so even um, if you didn't actually make it to the recording the, like. the last one um which featured heavily was um uh what was that the, my first single this year um which was called echoes um and that was just we wrote it i wrote it with um a group called finesse Soler, and Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Um, we like this stuff, yeah. And we wrote it like a band would write and just on guitar mm. and piano in a room and then thought, okay, well, we're going to have to transfer this somehow. So the initial idea was from guitar. And then I really wanted to come out with this sort of like washed out lo-fi sound, which you don't really hear a lot in drum bass because it's all pristine. And so it was just a really fun sort of session of getting like these surf guitar effects and reverb everywhere and delay and just chords slowly and it was all it was all slightly out of time and it was lilting and it wasn't perfect and it's probably one of the tunes that I'm most proud of that one and because it featured things like that and a lot of the pads were guitar put through a tape echo um, and then put back in again and stretched out and manipulated so it was a really fun way of making a track but I think it's sort of the gentler side of drum bass, the liquid side, it can work, but I tried putting on some other records and it's just, nah. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> but all it takes is one idea and it's worth yeah. having, isn't it? Yeah, that's the 100%. thing. I, I mean, so obviously that's your last item. Mm. So you're going to be going straight into the Motu, the high Z input on the Motu, which I'm sure it has. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I haven't looked that up, but I'm sure it does. I should probably some, just Google that. Some quick. top end. Motu will have those. Uh, so presumably the, the 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 computer in this forever studio with logic loaded on it will have all the built-in plugins. In logic, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. Fine. that's that's the exception to the bundle. That's why we yeah, give why, okay, right, that's yeah. why we give you the door choice up front. Because... Well you know what I think I think a lot of stock plugins are incredibly underrated, especially with the latest logic updates. Fantastic. Things like the Chromaverb, things like that. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. So you're, you're, you're happy going straight in with the guitar? I mean, well, you have to be. Yes, yeah, I am. The, that's the choice. All leads and cables are included. Oh, the, oh, yeah. leads, cables oh yeah, you don't have to worry yeah. about that. Okay. That would be a boring... <laughs> well, well, there's nothing wrong with DIing. How boring are so, we, Will? <laughs> could we do a podcast about, about leads? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now, moving on mm. to the luxury item. Now, luxury this could be an item that... Non, it's non-gear related, so we've had yeah. people choose things that, like you know, they take from studio to studio on a session, or you know, something that makes their day-to-day studio sessions better. Mm. 
whatever. So I don't want to influence you. Influence me. We know I was, I was thinking about this earlier, and I think as a luxury item, if it's applicable, I think it would like to be my dog. We've had dogs before. Now, there is a musical reason for this. There is a musical reason for this. Face like, dog. I, I, <laughs> I, feel like you, I feel like you're a tad cynical towards this. Well, no, 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 not at all. No, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for your answer. The, I think what Will was, Will was eyebrowing at, possibly, mm-hmm. was the fact that... So we've had dogs before and it's a really cool yeah. item, but we kind of think maybe it's a bit cruel as saying that you're not allowed your dog or your loved ones there. Mm. So right. they, that should be sort of a given and the luxury item could be something maybe... Ah, because I, I, I had quite a good musical reason for, for, okay. for, said, nope. for said animal. It's because I've found ever since I've had him, it, my workflow has increased so much higher because it forces you to take time off ah. throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's so easy to sit there in front of the computer for 12 hours, mix yourself into a hole, and then come back to it. You're totally frustrated, you know. Yeah. It's horrible. So if you've got something that, and you know, it's not the same as like if you're going to, right, okay, I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to go, oh, okay, I'm not going to bother. And then I'm still going to mix. But if you've got something that forces you to go out. For looks an at you with those looks puppy at eyes. You, like, puppy come eyes. on, dude. It's and been five hours. The mix isn't going anywhere. How about we throw that ball around for a bit? And yeah. you go out and, you know, for instance, I live in Wimbledon, so we're close to Wimbledon Common. Go out there. It's green space. It's fresh air. Nowhere near the computer. You know, don't don't have to take your phone. Don't have to do any of that. And you'll come up with ideas, and it will think, "Why, why didn't I do that?" And you can go back, and that mix will sound fresh, and that will be okay. Right now, I've got another. It's forcing you to have a break because I feel like, especially as solo producers, it's so easy to just sit there and you know you don't move all day. If we're gonna let like dogs and loved ones and stuff be free on the podcast. I know we've kind of changed the rules on a luxury item a little bit, mm. depending on... <laughs> just I felt a bit cruel that people would have to go, my dog or my wife, oh my God. <laughs> that, 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 that one did get weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess we're going to say that you've got your loved ones around and, you know... Okay. You, yeah. You've got your dog. Ooh. Maybe it you. could be something for him. <laughs> a giant bone. <laughs> Um, yeah, I do have, um, it's a, a painting by an artist called Roger Dean, who, um, he does, he, uh, he used to design all the sort of seventies prog albums for guys like Yes and Asia and those sort mm-hmm. of bands. And my, my mum was super into prog rock, um, and still is. And that was her sort of upbringing. So when I was sort of coming up through music, that was what I was listening to. And, you know, I was used to hearing 13 minute songs and stuff like that. Um, and stuff I still like listening to. Um, and yeah, that's sort of one of my sort of earliest memories of music is, is listening to these sort of bizarre albums and King Crimson and Camel and all these sort of bands. Um, so yeah, I've, I've got this, this, uh, this painting by him and that's, that's always sort of sat, in my studio actually thinking about it I've just never really thought about it but it is always there so I'll probably have that up on the wall so just to explain to the to the listeners um, Roger Dean is uh, it, his artwork is sort of fantasy artwork the sort of thing you might see on a, a 1970s sci-fi novel well cover. he he ended up suing the makers of Avatar because of the quite flagrant 
copying that went on. There is, yeah. There, there are images. Um, that, yeah. Yes. To, to give you an fantasy idea world of, of the style of that sort of thing. Mm. But yeah, just sort of very fantasy. Kind of like Bob on. Ross on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good way of describing it. Describing yeah, it's wicked. It. Um, that's not yeah. a diss. <laughs> no. That's not a diss. It's kind of, yeah, it's cool. Like, yeah, definitely. Like kind of the, the floating islands and stuff. That's very Avatar, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I, I love all that sort of that era of music and, and things like that. So, yeah. Anything to keep the prog alive. Because songs now are just getting shorter and shorter. So yeah, it's crazy though, isn't it? You know, now your Spotify edit's going to be 1 minute 50 or whatever it is. What's the... What's the I think... Na- I'm, surely, 1 minute... That's mental. Now, no, that's a bit too short, but probably two and a half. You max. probably have to get to the vocal in like 12 yeah. seconds or something, don't you? But this is something that people seem to be running into, people who are making more experimental stuff, mm. trying, especially stuff that's through written for a long period, yeah. is that you're trying to get as many content IDs in as possible. Mm. So you're having to break at certain points that maybe you wouldn't artistically want to break at. But in order to, if somebody's going to listen through to the whole thing as a concept piece, then you, well, can, you get paid for that's the individual tracks. That's a bizarre thing of, of where we're at, where you make a song, oh, that's good, can you hack three minutes out of it, please? And mm. it's a, when, when it comes to that progress of make, making a radio idea or something, it's, quite, it's, it's a really destructive feeling. Mm. Just thinking, oh, I've spent ages making that, but now I'm just going to delete it. And only people that really like it will listen to it. So it's a bit of a, of a funny situation. But now that is the case that, you know, we're listening to algorithms and stuff now. So mm. that's that's the cards we're dealt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you find that it affects the way you approach composition then, knowing that that's that you're going to have these two different deliverables you're going to have? Like- I think if you make if you're making club records, it's not necessarily as um, as applicable mm. um, because you know streaming isn't necessarily your core audience, but you know, for instance, bringing about that tune Echoes that I was talking mm. about, that was, okay, we need a radio edit of that. So you spend all this time floating around with lovely 16 bars of the intro to cut that out. And then it almost is sort of thinking, like, oh, why, why do I bother? And I think that's why quite a lot of, especially like new tech house records, it's just drums for, you know, the first 32 bars because that will go. And once it's on Spotify, yeah, straight into the first first breakdown. So it is a. I don't think I don't think it necessarily affects drum and bass as much as it affects other genres, but it's definitely a funny situation. But if you're in. ever in doubt when you're making tracks, you just stare at that Roger Dean painting and you go, and "No, no, I'll make this 13 minutes." <laughs> no, that's what Roger would want. <laughs> Do it for Rog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You need that embroidered somewhere, I, I think. Do it for Raj. <laughs> do it for Raj. Okay, so that's the whole studio. Do you want to do the rundown, Will? We'll do the rundown. So we have a Mac laptop running Logic. It, we did decide on a laptop in the end so you can move Has it around. Right? You, can yeah, chair. you can have a chair. Have a chair. All right, you okay. can have a chair. Yeah. <laughs> chair preference, one of the... Ooh, I don't have a favourite chair. There you go. Uh, you brought it up. It's just... <laughs> A Mac laptop running Logic with a uh, Motu interface in a barn conversion with loads of natural light for the vitamin D. Yep. Uh, listening on Order Z LCD 3s, running Omnisphere 2.6, <laughs> controlling it with a Rolly Seaboard, mixing using uh, Sound Theory's Gulfos, Gulfos yeah. with all your reverbs provided by Alexcan 480L. And then playing some sweet, sweet licks 
Yeah. On a 1959 Gibson Les Paul. There we go. Sounds good. With a Roger Dean painting With on the a, wall. Yeah. And your dog. And, and, dog, dog. and a dog. The dog. Yeah. But let, let's let's replace. I think let's replace that lexicon with with what you suggested. It's going to risk it for the oh, Brick- Brickaski M7. You know the Brickaski biscuit. <laughs> it sounds good, and you you were very eager to to show it to me. So I think there must be something there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is good. It is good. I've heard one, and they are fantastic. Dreams upsold. Nice. Yes. <laughs> as long as we get one dream upsold on every episode, me and Will are happy. Yeah. <laughs> We're like the greatest virtual shopkeepers ever. Or what about this one, sir? (laughs) (laughs) Great. Well, thank you so much for coming to join us on the Music Take My Forever Studio podcast. Thanks for having me on. It's been fantastic. Thank you. so much. Cheers. If you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you subscribe using your favorite podcasting app and also think about rating and reviewing Music Tech's My Forever Studio. Don't forget to check back every Thursday for new episodes. Thanks for listening.